You are listening to 40-something with Valley and the Vig. And now, here's Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. I don't know. I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna load up uh, the North Tower here before oh, we before we really get going here. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's if we ever release videos of this, this is the North Tower, which you cannot tell with my uh, fictitious background, but maybe you can tell now. Now you can, and there it goes. Oh yeah, I know it's hilarious. With I don't even this is not a virtual background with me, and actually our listeners wouldn't be able to see this until we kind of hit YouTube, which we are really planning on doing. Oh, very quickly. And back of back of me is that classic Aragon ballroom New Year's run in 09 with the eye. And actually, I was just on a job interview yesterday. It kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, all right, I'll go on this, and they asked me all about that. So I'm like, okay. Well, how do we do this on the job interview? But yeah, I told <laughs> the about it, and they thought it was great. And then he said he played bass guitar. So that is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so, it's Colorado. They kind of just know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it is the headiest place on earth. Everyone knows that. Especially Boulder. Boulder's the heady place. But yeah, uh, that's all I'm going to make it right now. <laughs> So, Vig, what do we got going on, man? You, you said something in pre-production that I thought was, how is everybody doing? You are listening to 40-something with Valley and the Vig. You just kind of caught us up talking about some live music possibly happening or possibly not happening, and why is that? And then we totally led us to, uh, you know, the information highway and things like that. But, Vig, so what is happening in the world of COVID? You said, hey, I don't think we're going to have live music anytime soon. Not that I disagree, but I said, well, why specifically do you think? Because usually Vig has a real reason. I just say, eh, that's just my gut. Well, I feel that the vaccine rollout really needs to ramp up. It hasn't been a very coordinated effort. And then there's this second shot. So you got to get your first shot, then you got to get your second shot. Yeah. And you're going to just crowd into a stadium with somebody. and I'm not doing that. This summer? I know. That no. would be I, I really, really miss it. It's really something, but. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of us, and for our, our case, it would probably be live music. Uh, we're missing something that was a big part of us. That's probably one of the reasons half of the people went nuts during this election cycle. What a perfect fucking storm of all presents to happen to, you know? Oh, yeah. I, well, I feel just in general, people are losing it now. We're late January. We're in 2021. This was everybody kind of built this year was going to be so much better than 2012. And now we are like, you know, barely, we're just about a month in and look at that shit that happened. I mean, just like about an hour ago, we're outside window out in the parking lot. Some guy was losing his shit about something. And, uh, you know, people are getting kind of desperate right now. So. Well, I think that's what a lot of people thought. I thought that this was going to be, you know, this was going to be the hardest time. I think a lot of people thought that yeah, there's going to be things right. that run out, but if there's going to be another, another, you know, another um, stimulus check, and then there's some things happening there. I, I, when do we start getting used to it? And then it's going to be such an awesome bonus when it happens. I mean, are we not used to it yet? Or I feel like I'm used to living like this. Not that I want to be. Yeah, I've accepted it. 
and there was a hard acceptance. It was most of the summer and half of the fall. And then I just kind of, I just kind of hit a thud in November. It was just kind of boom. Kind of like <laughs> went with the, with the daylight change, you know? And I was like, okay, well, this is just how it's going to be. Yeah. But this I is probably mean, the toughest time because it's all the d- darkness. Darkness. Right. Daylight is short. Night is long. You can't go outside and go for walks because it's freezing out. Yeah, so we've been lo- we've been rather lucky lately here. We have had mid sixties on a couple days, but we're just gonna get a little snow this weekend, they think. But they always call for it here in Denver, and then kind of just kind of still a little dusting here and there, enough just to make things interesting for a brief while on the roadways, and that's it. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a much worse, much harder winter, but. Uh... You started talking. We were just we got into podcast we were listening to. From that, we went into the podcast we've been listening to. We were talking about Joe Rogan and Tulsi Gabbard. Certainly, that uh, was a good listen too. And then you yeah. you were bringing up a couple guys, which might be which some of our our listeners probably don't listen, to, may not listen to them. They might. But uh, what are a couple podcasts you were talking about for people more on the science and, and the you know data to? Sure, sure. Well, Lex Friedman, Drexel alum. And uh, he is actually a computer scientist in the field of, he's working with uh, AI and as far as this whole self-driving, you know, self automation that's coming with the automobile industry. That's his line of work, but he actually interviewed, he's interviewed Elon Musk and lots of people, uh, Victolic of uh, Ethereum, the blockchain, um, you know, the whole, that whole thing. And then Sam Harris also is along those lines. And then they joined Rogan. And I think Rogan gets a bad rap. It's a very bad rap. You know, because I think we've just become very sensitive these days. And, you know, you're not totally down with the revolution. You're against Yeah, every single feminist was like, well, that's because you're a white man, asshole. Every single one of them would say. I've actually been making out pretty well on the whole inclusion thing. Like, everybody needs, like, a token white guy in the mix. So... I actually, perspective. I, I'm just saying, I don't know, like as far as like getting hired in, getting hired back into the workforce after all this, like being a part of some of the things I have the last year or two, like Live Nation and Ticketmaster, they were very inclusive uh, bunch there. The organization I'm at right now, there's definitely some non-binary, definitely some non-binary uh, action there, I think. <laughs> I had a couple at FedEx as well. I went into my job today. If those of you paid attention to, to a couple episodes ago, went into my job today and I wasn't knowing what to expect. I was picking up my final paycheck and it was supposed to be that ch- this paycheck and one that he owed me was like, you know, whatever, a couple hundred bucks. So I go there today and I don't remember this, but apparently when I was walking out of the restaurant, I remember saying something, but I don't remember what I specifically said. Then until I was reminded today by Joe, the owner, he pulled me aside and was like, hey, uh, I want to talk to you. You know, it's my wife. You shouldn't tell her to burn in hell. I'm like, he was super calm and super friendly about it. (laughs) But I'm like, yeah, I mean, I was upset. No, but you know, we're men. We don't talk like that. You're better than that. I'm like, okay, thanks. He's like, all right, good luck. He was super friendly and nice, but he's like, hey. I was like, uh, "All right, thanks, bud." I think that's, that was it. That was it's that was my. But now I got to go back on Monday and get the rest of my money. 
part of this COVID rage that goes on is like kind of a goes one way and then the other. Oh, no, I've seen this guy freak the fuck out. Like this guy has bugged the fuck out. Like bugged out. Freaking hey! Like if you if you threw the the garbage in the wrong spot, he would freak out. And it wouldn't be that because that's too liberal of an issue for him. But he's like one of those cats. He's round wound really really tight. But he runs a great business. I'll say that for him. But either way, but you're right. Just it seems like everybody's so worked up, and um, it sounded like again everyone was thinking 2021 was going to be a lot better. There's a new president and. Maybe it will be better. I mean, a member of Rush didn't die yet this year, so that's much better than last year. I know, but Hank Aaron did. Yeah, I did hear about that. Just, I just came on my phone a while ago, and definitely want to say uh, prayers and thoughts and whatever you want to thoughts and prayers. Is it thoughts and it's thoughts and prayers? Why is thoughts before prayers? If you go think, in alphabetical think, order, it should be prayers and thoughts. Think and pray. Think and then pray. I don't, I like to pray first. Sorry. Some of us like to pray, Vig. We're not heathens like you. I'm just kidding. Well, you know, back when everything was really live, maybe you could actually get away with a comment like that on me because <laughs> I just felt like I was just life, was, life, life was a party, right? It's all like hedonism. Yeah. Literally on the shores of Mexico listening to my favorite bands crush it complete with like a waffle light show and like all my friends and like we were yeah i i was able to do totally it and then just go to the buffet what the yeah 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 so it's the same thing the cloud nine crew there yeah you did we had yeah. we went on a vacation what did you think let's let's get into that for a second that was if anyone doesn't know this is not a festival that happens anymore either they stopped doing it they do do Cloud9 yeah, still does jam cruise, but they haven't done um, they haven't done the Mexican holidays or was the Jamaican holidays or yeah that's what it started out as and then it went to to Mexico because I think they pretty much got kicked out of <laughs> no I don't know I'm that's that is not proven at all but well you know <laughs> these were really going these were like really major parties on. On the you know the jam band improv rock or you know what even people will say depending on who you talk to depending on how normal they are they're like oh is that kind of like that EDM stuff yeah and honestly big gigantic used to go down there with that with them and do it so it kind of counts right so <laughs> sure so you know if you actually were really lucky enough to be making enough money where you could you know afford to do this trip and get the flight down there and everything. Yeah, it was like a time of your life. It was really just like a guaranteed awesome time. And, you know, you paid, you got the inclusive buffet. The, the band played right out on the beach. They set the stage up. Oh, yeah. Similar, like my, for our honeymoon, we went and moated that in Jamaica. And it is a great time. If you ever, and it, it does not, I don't think they just do it with the jam bands, but it's certainly... Jam band fans certainly party a little bit differently than anybody else. You can include the EDM cup folks in there too with that. But. Sure, <laughs> if, if, yep. it's a, it's a real fun. It's a, it, it's it's fun. But you went on a rager. I went to Mo, and if you're familiar with Mo, the, the jam band Mo, I'm 43 now, and I'm probably right around the average age, and maybe a little bit on the younger side of the average fan you'll see at a Mo show these days. It's ridiculous. Everyone's got salt and pepper. 
The only people that are there are meth heads. I'm kidding. We did run into meth heads in Atlantic City, though. That's why we said that. <laughs> Dude's tweaking out. He's shaking like this. And then he and he and he's st- dancing right next to us. And my wife and I were just like, well, okay, this guy's a little interesting. He's shaking, shaking. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? And he was really just super talky. Yeah, um, this show's really good, really good. What, what is that? And I was hitting my marijuana pen. And I look at the marijuana pen. Oh, that's great. It's great. Um, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm on the meth train right now. I'm like, no kidding. Shocker. That was basically, I was like, okay. The things you see at a jam band concert. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that's actually a pretty interesting story. I mean, it's almost perfect for this show because it's just uh, enough that it's not like, you know, we could all get into a car. A couple stories. Oh, yeah. I just wouldn't just came to my head. That one just came to my head because it was it was really weird because like Mo has I wouldn't say it's a calm crowd or a chill. It's it's a chill crowd for an East Coast crowd. It's definitely it's a lot more calm than you'll see at an Umfree show or a biscuit show or even a twiddle show. Well, maybe not a twiddle yeah, show. It's kinda... mainly like a East Coast band and fan base too, you know. Yeah. So I mean they still have their younger fans, but they're not the they're they're not the norm. There's a lot of got fans there that are not that are typically in their I would say 30s, 40s, 50s are is your Mo fan. So I'm kind of like right in the middle, in the lower part of the middle. And people in their 60s even. You know, you're saying I've seen them a lot, and I have not seen them since I went last was at Summer Camp Music Festival in 2017. And actually, they they really they brought it that time. They were good. Mo really came to play there, and uh, it's 2017, and that was really the last time I saw them. Yeah, we we were we actually saw them New Year's last year, and we saw them at the in Atlantic City. They played uh, the Music Box, I think it's called. And it was a really fun, fun two two weeks. Got to give Mo a little shout out. They actually closed the second night with Atlantic City by Springsteen. So it was kind of like, and they fucked it up bad. Like, you know, there's this one bridge part where it's, where Bruce sings something about, you know, where love may have died and our, or our our bond might've died or our love gone cold, but together with you, I'll stay that part. It's this one point of the song. And I don't know who it was, but they just did not hit it. And they kept on playing it. And it was like, Jesus, didn't make me feel too bad about some wandering root gigs we had back in the day. Kind of reminds me of the St. Stevens at the GD50 in Chicago. They just really kind of hit this. They were ready to hit this head. And then they just trounced the down. <laughs> totally blew it. I mean, it was really noticeable. It's like, oh, they just fucked that up. <laughs> you know and this is like sold out soldier stadium uh soldier field right and uh, right it's and it's not just like the original grateful it's like you know and it's, big, yeah. <laughs> and it's like the biggest <laughs> show player. that they're gonna have yeah again together and yeah it's a big pretty big deal but hey, it happens. <laughs> it happens it was probably phil for christ's sake You know, you might not be too far off on that, but uh, you know, we'll we'll keep it. It was I. I, I would assume there. it was Phil. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes he just noodles a little bit and noodles outside of that. He'll noodle outside of that mode that he should kind of stay in. You know, but that's just part of you know who he is, though. So he wouldn't have made so much magic too if he didn't do that. So I get that. You know, but that was a pretty bad spot for it. Though. <laughs> 
Those are some fun shows, though, man. I really enjoyed those shows, watching them uh, via the internet and seeing that at the end. And you did you you had a hell of a run, and I guess that was 2015. You were going to a lot of shows then. I know, really. It was 2015 on, really, right up until you know this whole thing hit. Because <laughs> even I rounded it out with Alfred uh, McGee, Fillmore at Denver, and they basically came out and played one song the whole first set. And that's what it's basically known as the Ringo set. Yeah. It was hot. And I'm like, oh, man, I just keep kind of, you know, and I was actually in the crowd that night. And you know, I, was, I was kind of, you know, you know, kind of how the Humphreys crowd can be. You know, there's always just that douchebag. So this guy actually hadn't even seen them very often. He just showed up from Indiana. He really wanted to just hang out in Denver. And all his friends said, well, you should go see Humphreys McGee first. He said, you know, I said, hey, I think I think we're really in for a treat tonight. I was just kind of feeling it, man. I was kind of like mm, vibing off the energy of the crowd. Everybody's just chilling. Like, it was like, good. He'd already played two nights. And uh, I said, I said, you know, and he goes, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? What, what What makes you think that? I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm like, what the hell? I've seen this band like 109 times. Uh, I'm kind of feeling it tonight. Like, well, then they did the they did the Ringo. They did the Ringo first set, one song, and just jammed that shit for like the whole fucking set, you know? And then I'm like, where is that guy? Well, he's gone. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, the Humphreys McGee fans are, are renownedly known as having a lot of testosterone in them. Way putting that that's one way to put it. I actually coined them douche McGee's, I believe, in like 2008 or 2009. It was these younger kids that were coming up. I think cocaine took a much bigger prevalent part of the scene than maybe it had previously. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, geez, there was one, one chick just tried to headbutt my wife in the head for literally no reason. I guess she thought she was invading her space and she, and she was by the rail and this chick just started trying to lay haymakers from the back of her head onto my wife. I'm like, what is going on here? And uh, so they, their, their fans can be very, uh, the younger ones particularly can be very um, unruly and frankly, just inconsiderate assholes, douche McGee's. I'll come out and say it. Fuck you, Humphreys fans, by the way. And you're talking to a guy who's been seeing him over 100 times. So there's that. Maybe that's just it. Once you see him over 100 times, you just start kind of, you know, you, you take some baggage on, I guess, you know. I know I have. <laughs> you know what? That is irrelevant to this situation. <laughs> that's well, irrelevant. Yeah. It's it really comes down to just people aren't don't go out of their way to be kind consistently, in compared to other bands on the scene. That's all that comes down to. And I I call to them to be better because, you know, you guys are are a big part of other people's else's enjoyment, you know. And I know everyone who you know might be thinking, you know, whatever. I I'm one to set. I'm one to talk. But at the end of the day. Just make sure your energy when everyone's there for a real good time, make sure your energy doesn't interfere with their energy. And I think a lot of times we don't think about that when we're at those shows, mm-hmm. you know, and Humphreys fans more than any of them, except for maybe biscuit fans. Those are classy guys too. They're the ones that'll boof some Molly up there, asshole. And that's my kind of party. I have to admit they're a little better out here as far as, uh, you know, almost really kind of a different crew you know more respectful and more just vibey party-ish 
Yeah, I mean you're yeah, I mean you're in Colorado. I mean I think that's just people in general <laughs> in, from Philly, Philly, New Jersey area. It's it's a little there's an there's an edge out here, you know. I know I get it on the phone at work. You know, <laughs> you get calls from bankers from the East Coast all the time. <laughs> hey, yeah. where's my shit, stupid? I don't know where you country people out in Colorado do. I don't know. It's funny, yeah, but it's funny because and, and it, we can go in through it. I mean, so so the Umphreys fans, you want to rate the fans real quick? So those of you who, who are not in the jam band scene, they could kind of have a point of reference. Yeah, I was wondering if there'd be some of our listeners out there like, man, I don't even know any of these bands that you're talking about. Mo, All right, so, the guy's name. <laughs> but no, right. I mean, this is kind of really a jam band episode, a, a mixture of like, let's bring the live music back and then reminisce. But the ones that do know what we're talking about will probably find this quite interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try, and with your help, we're going to make it interesting for our listeners who think that Fish is the worst band ever. And there are a lot of people, even in the jam band scene, that think that. But anyway, if you don't know what the jam band scene is, kind of uh, the jam band is the focuses on the live music aspect of it. They A lot of improvisation, pretty much all of them almost imp- improvise in some way, where you get a different show every single night, uh, different set lists, usually different songs. Um, the, the Grateful Dead is considered the, the godfathers of that, you know, the hippies, as they used to call them, the jam band scene. I think people started hating the hippie, hating the hippie word because people that love jam bands hate, didn't like hippies. Like, ah, some aggressive people. You call me a hippie? Would you call me a hippie? I'm not a fucking hippie. Fuck you. I just like doing drugs in a field, which is honestly, that's how a lot of people got started. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, Oh, sure. So, yeah, so the jam band, they have different fans, different fan bases, and they all kind of have their own little different personalities. And we just talked about the Humphreys McGee personality. And uh, let's, we talked about them earlier. So we talked about the Humphreys, kind of um, young, preppy, douchey cokehead. Big element for short. I think that comes from like touring with Dave Matthews or just opening from them (laughs) spots over the years. Dave Matthews Caravan. That's what did it. Hell of a set, though. Anyway, but uh... <laughs> there there are stark similarities between an Humphreys fan and a Dave Matthews fan in terms of the way they dress and in terms of their world outlook perspective. There are a lot of similarities. So it's interesting you said that. Um, basically, Humphreys fans are Dave Matthews fans who do a lot of coke. Is that fair? Sure, I think a little a little more of everything, you know, because it is. But I'm just trying to give people a perspective and not cloudy the situation. Yeah, because you know, with Humphreys, it's more of a you know, there's that metalhead aspect to it, which Coke is. That's why Coke's very universal. Coke was a very universal drug. Coke can you can do Coke anytime, really, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's true. Like, you know, it's a, somebody, maybe some of the listeners won't even know what this, uh, you know, it's a wizard burial ground, okay? And they actually encored that down in Baltimore. This was a while back, maybe 2014. And just like out, the crowd just filed out of the out of the ram's head there. And then people just started fighting right out in the parking garage. That's their fight song. <laughs> that song just got everybody like tweaked. That it was just like, boom. Like, okay, there's like a riot out of the freaking parking garage and oh us, man that that song does want to make you want to go out and kick ass it reminds me of that song that uh dave Chappelle had john Mayer 
remember that one skit Dave on the Dave Sh- on the Chappelle show where he had John Mayer with him and he was like, okay, let's see if white people, let's wait, see if white people will dance to guitars. And one of them, hey, John, play the fight riff, play the fight riff. And it sounds exactly like Wizard Burial Ground. I promise you. It's the exact same song. I'm kidding. But it's very similar. Like, ha. So, so that's kind of the thing. Yes, there is a lot of differences. And by the way, by no means are we saying every Umphreys McGee fan is that this person. We're simply saying it's the shittier element that is very prevalent there. I know. I don't want to get it out. Hey, Vic was trashing Umphreys on his podcast. <laughs> it's all good. We love Umphreys, by the way. I guess we're not going to have 40s theme as our theme. That was my... That was my I'm about well, to edit that. You just want a, you just want a jacket. We could. <laughs> can I get a can I can I, can I get a grassroots California hat? Would that be better? Um, so, all right. So we got Humphreys down, and we and we kind of touched on Dave Matthews, but he, I, we don't. We he's kind of like he's not really a jam band. He's he's kind of uh, smooth jazz at this point in time. The, the, Dave Matthews is this close to being like a Chicago. I feel like just needs more players. Just needs more people. In the yeah, band. he just needs to get like the 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 three keyboardists yeah. <laughs> coming out singing Sue Studio. Everybody is singing the singing I don't know if that was Dave Matthews. This was horrible, but we got the Grateful Dead. Now they're kind of I don't want to. They don't really have a crowd anymore because you know they're all old, but. uh fish crowd how would you rate a fish crowd what would what are some characteristics that you think are stereotypical of the your biggest fish fan of your typical fish fan i feel like a lot of them a lot of them seem like they make good money yeah is that is that is that me is that wrong or is that just me tell you what they know how to party and they know how to party. These are like, I'll say this about fish fans. Fish fans really do know how to party and have fun. Now there are their mistakes and all that, but that they know how to party. But usually a good percentage of them have their shit together, I've noticed, at least in my age group. People that are still watching, you know, listening to Numphreys McGee in my age group. It's like some of the best looking girls on the scene of any of any live music scene, I think. Fish. Yeah. Yeah, because fish is the is is a big enough situation where I think a lot of girls go to their first concert. It's probably what a lot of people's first concert if they're younger girl. You know, if you're in your late teen, you know, if you're late, you know, senior in high school, college, those are fun times, man. Oh, it's a getaway to you know my first concert to see fish or my first fish show. You know, so it probably is a track not just to young girls but a lot of you know young people in general. Yeah, I mean the EDM scene definitely. As far as that, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to go down this path too far, but, uh, you know, but yeah. I was going to ask you, can we, can we, uh, can we start judging them by their looks on another episode? That'll go over well. well. I don't First, think we love Joe saying, Rogan, and now you're just judging them by their looks, for Christ's sake. I don't, well, I don't feel that saying that I think those are some of the best looking girls on this scene. I don't feel like <laughs> I'm judging girls' looks like that. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I think that the fish scene has some of the best looking girls on it. Whereas some girl could come on our show and say, you know what? 
I think the uh, Ozark tentacle scene has some of the best looking dudes out there and next to widespread panic. And what? And <laughs> more offended at that than what I just said. Ozark tentacles probably only have guys at their concerts for the record, by the way. That stuff is a bomb, man. I put that on the other day. I totally pulled it out out of nowhere. And you know what I'm talking about. Honestly, if you guys are really into music aficionado out there, Listening to us, you 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 would probably know about Ozark Tentacles. Yeah, yeah the they're very good. They're, they're they yeah. um they're yeah. very good groove music and very good technical. If you're a musician, you can really get into them. But they're also groovy enough and take you there enough to kind of you can kind of put it in your car and just drive too. You don't have to focus on the music as well. I would that be a good summation? I think. Sure, that's great. Actually, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Besides mentioning <laughs> it in the first, it's place. because I'm taking hits from the North Tower. I know. I was wondering how you're gonna hold up going through the rest of this, because man, you were just like, you're just killing it over here. I'm loving it. Actually, I'm just kind of getting jealous. So, oh, you're just, I'm, just like, I, woo. I think I'm getting to the point. If I'm not stoned, at least to a certain extent, I'm not normal, and it lets me slow my whole life down. And I'm not even, and I'm not exaggerating at all. Like I think I'm, you know, I got to find a little bit more of a balance. But I am smoking a lot more weed than I probably should. All right. So if you're playing, so if you're paying attention at home, you're paying attention at home, folks. Umphrey's fans, coked up Dave Matthews fans. That's who they are. You get some hate mail on that. Okay, (laughs) go on. Again, this is the bad element of each of each side. And by the way, they all have like the drug addict scummy side too. By the way, every single one of these places. We're just talking about your normal everyday cat who goes to these concerts. All right. Talking about the electric factory in Philly. Oh, let's talk about the electric factory in Philly. Did we bring up the disco biscuits? What did we say? Did, did we even talk about the disco biscuits? I felt like we were about to. We were. That's just so weird because I came up on my job interview too. I'm like, holy smokes, this is really going a different, different direction right now. <laughs> the disco biscuits. They're kind of like ghetto hippie, aren't they? I would say more back on the East coast. Absolutely. Almost just like total, like, Oh my gosh, I don't even want to be in this scene right now. This is just so trashy. A lot of all good memories. We should have an all good episode. Maybe have a couple people on and tell us their favorite stories from all good, all good music festival. We're talking music festivals here today. I like this. See, we just morphed into this situation. A different spin on things. You know, we were really going hard with what was going on in Washington and it was cool just to kind of relax on that and really show what, what things we're really into. You know, we're just all kind of thrown off right now because we don't we don't have that going on. And even a lot of the uh, live streaming has relaxed and not doing many drive-ins or anything like that. Obviously, it's the middle of January, but... Hey, we're trying to hang in. You know what? We're trying to hang in there. And uh, there's so many things. You, there's so many things. Like we were talking about the other day, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because then I, now I want to judge widespread panic fans. Uh, nice. I, I think that the situation, again, we just got, you got to focus on things that you can control and you can cope with and, and better. Again, if you can pick up a hobby or you can pick up, Something now a lot of people say, Oh, I can't because I you, there's always gonna be a reason you can't. You know, get out and do it. Just fucking get out and do it. Nothing to it but to do it. I don't know if that makes any sense. But uh <laughs> it does. Ow. It does. I just hit myself in the nuts, everybody. Those of you paying attention. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. Widespread panic okay. fans are a little weird, but I don't know. We could go on and on. Where would we stop, though? I don't know. I guess when we start running out of them, I mean, we already <laughs> talked about Ozark tentacles, too. So we're going through them. So I can't really speak to widespread panic concerts because I've never been to one other than the one on, in Long Island. I went when Umphrey's McGee opened for them out in 2015 out on Long Island. All right. That's right. They did like a short little yeah. kind of East Coast, thing. just two spots. It was a Joe banger, Peak, though. And then up and then they were playing up at Jay Peak in Vermont. So yes, yes. Shows one weekend or maybe two weekends. And uh, yeah, I actually heard. Um, I remember a talk was involved there too. I think with that. Yes, yes. It was a. Uh, it was talk Umphreys and that's good memory, man. I forgot all about talk. I wasn't um, even yeah. there. <laughs> oh no, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, um, you were there. I'm like saying, oh, hey, this band played too. <laughs> You probably wanted to go. You're probably like, oh fuck. You probably couldn't go for some reason. I did. I was in transition there, and you know, fool. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. So, so I was kind um, of transitioning out to where I ended up, where I'm now. I am you, know, but I did actually see <laughs> that. But I saw a, le- a lettuce and Humphreys there at the uh, festival appear that same summer. Yeah, and that was so. But yeah, you were you were talking about this Long Island run with Panic, right? Yeah, and it just I you didn't really I can't, we kind of stuck within our group. Because it was a rainy day. You also was Jones Beach, so you didn't have as much leeway to do whatever the hell you wanted to. So it was, it, but Humphreys had a good banger and, you know, widespread. I think most of our crew was a little bit whatever by the time the second set rolled around. I know I was. And, the, and my friend I was with was. So that being said, I can't really speak to him except my time at the first Bonnaroo in 2002. And if anyone was there, they, they, they headlined uh, the last two nights or the first two nights, I should say. And it was before their original guitarist died, who was had cancer. And it was pretty much going to be his last show. And I think most people knew it was going to be his last shows. So they, they headlined and uh, there was a really good loving vibe. I will say that, but they, other than that, every other time they just seem like drunkards and hicks. Is that? Can I say that? Is that okay to say? Yeah, absolutely say that. I mean, I'm going to shy away from that because I actually met quite a few people on this on that scene out here in Denver. And uh, so, what is your experience like, with them then? I tell. I really jumped in out here because uh, I would I would line up with their Red Rock shows and then I met some people on the scene. My one friend Barb would always get me a ticket for at least a Sunday night. And then, you know, schools had always said, you know, never miss a Sunday show. It really stuck with them. And honestly, it was very true, but um, it kind of got over them quick. And uh, it was more just kind of like the scene. I really could get into it. Cause a lot of people like, man, these people party. And uh, yeah. You know, it, was, it was either to be able to get real friendly and stuff so that was easy because a lot of that would just be like just jump in the pool so how would you characterize because you've been to actual shows and not in in new york city you know right outside of new york city what how would you classify you can speak to this better than me how would you classify your typical widespread panic fan good or bad I'd say, I'd say good, mostly good, but you know, you can kind of break it down a little bit. You kind of have like the, the guy that's like, you know, he kind of 
back. No, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, no, that's cool. But what you got ones that are like a little bit like, man, you're really on your fucking on your high heels there, buddy. Right? You're you're the man. Criticizing me for smirking at you? You think I'm smirked at you? You think it's a joke, <laughs> buddy? Why don't you buy me a beer like you said you would? This is this is legit. So that did actually happen. Yes. But I didn't, I mean, okay, so yes, yes. But he, it was him telling me that I, he accused me of smirking at him. Well, why are you smirking at him, buddy? Are you trying to get a little loving on there? A little, no, I think... A um, little love behind Red Rocks. I think it was part of that, what we were just talking about with that, with the scene there, that and that, that how that crew can be, can kind of be like, you know, kind of a good old boy, uh, but, you know, a little, little bit like, oh, you think you're, you think you're the shit, don't you? <laughs> You said you were going to buy me a beer, and you did it. You like yourself, don't you, boy? Guy sounds, sounds like he's from Deliverance. So, I said, buy me a beer and oink like a pig, boy. Squeal like a pig. Valleyvig08 at gmail.com. Why don't you drop us a line and tell, you, tell us what you think um, about, <laughs> dear, about, dear, about dear. us? Yeah. I think I, oh, I hear one of their songs. I just, I, one of their songs. One of, I wish I had my guitar on me. I, I'm going to start bringing my guitar with me so was I can do ch- things like that and add some more flash to the show. Was that Chili Water? Was that Chili, chili Water? No, actually, that's a pretty damn good song. I think they could rip that. I have that. no idea. Don't I don't know them. Uh, yeah. But they're could big. Really, they're huge. Yeah. Could be getting some shit for this, but. <laughs> Hey, we're keeping it real on the 40-something podcast because we are 40-something now and we've been around the block a few times and we're in quarantine doing podcasts and, uh, you know, reflecting a little bit. So, you know, why don't you just drop us a line, valleyveg08 at gmail.com and tell, tell us, uh, you know, give us, give us your, your thoughts on things. We'd love to hear. We might have you on the show. Probably probably not but we maybe no i'm kidding <laughs> I, they, up a little bit. I was trying to like get you know get some people. Abs- no absolutely folks we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll i'll edit edit some of this cool stuff out uh <laughs> but definitely check us out uh get me on the twitter real at real steve valley are you on get a get a, get a good twitter handle vig for christ's sake I have no social media except for LinkedIn. And that's why I keep getting better a job interview when it's a percent unemployment rate. So, I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know about you, but I'm embarrassed about a lot of the stuff I put on Facebook. So I just changed my entire real name to my pseudonym. That's all I did. I tell you, you know, LinkedIn's really square. It's just kind of like, Oh, Ooh. Hey everybody! I did this, and I like got promoted, and my sales commissions are through the roof. Oh, is it really? No, I don't think it's that bad at all. But <laughs> kind of just went off. I, I've kind of get that vibe sometimes. It's like, hey, I'm winning. You should win too. Here's this like really <laughs> shitty inspirational post that once you get done reading, you're like, okay, I'm not nice. doing that. Stupid, <laughs> dumbass. Was that supposed to inspire me? That's what this. happens when Microsoft buys you out. This. Oh, man. 
That's great. Vig's on fire today. I love it. You made me laugh a lot today, man. I like that. Good. I hope uh, I hope this was a good one for you guys out there too, or you guys and girls and anywhere between in between. Not one of our heavy heavy hitters, but you know what? It was cool. It was one of the first times we kind of hit shot from the hip. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. We stopped at widespread, and I think you got a little. I think you got too many friends in the widespread scene for. Because believe me, I was not done with widespread, folks. I wasn't even close. You know, it's all in good fun. We're just kind of, you know, we're we're just we're just gigging here, man. Right? Just we just had this idea, you know, a couple months ago. We put it together. We've done a couple episodes. We were real heavy before, and uh, you know, we were lighting it up, kind of getting back to uh, some of our roots tonight. And uh, till next time, right? Oh, absolutely. And everything that we said, I love the Disco Biscuits, and I have so many friends that are Disco Biscuit fans. I have been, I've seen them twenty something years ago. And same thing with Widespring Panic, not as much as them, but you know, everything is in good fun, folks. We're just making I'm a I'm a string cheese and I'm freeze fan. I'm one of those douche McGee. So by no means are we judging anybody. We're just having fun with something that we love to do and uh just you know poking fun at each other. And hopefully that's the vibe. That's the vibe of our show. We're not gonna take things like that too seriously, as long as we don't offend anybody and uh, subjugate women and uh watch listen to Joe Rogan like we do. Yes. All right, check us out, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Valley and the Vig. 40-something with Valley and the Vig. And we will continue to roll on. We'll be back sometime this weekend, I'm sure. We have a big NFL situation. Maybe we'll hit on that over the weekend. And next week, the big Donald Trump two-part episode, maybe three-part episode, four-part. Who knows? But we're going to be doing a Donald Trump uh, presidential vibe or a presidential rundown. And we're not going to spend too much time going over any one specific thing we just want to kind of bounce because i think with all the craziness the last couple weeks we kind of forgot about all the real good times we've had over the last four years right and that is going to be the equivalent to the giant shit we're going to take and then we're going to probably stay away from at least donald trump for a little bit i mean if something pops up politically where something's important we'll, we'll certainly speak on it but we're going to try to stay away from from donald trump at least he's not going to be in the news anymore they didn't do the impeachment did they no, they're pushing it off to February. Oh shit! So we got it. We got about a week and a half, two weeks before uh, we got to start listening, hearing about Donald Trump again. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your two weeks with that, folks. Or longer, depending on how you are. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for listening to us. Forty something with Valley and the Vig, and make sure you guys check us out. ValleyVig08 at gmail.com at Real Steve Valley. And thank you so much. We will talk to you very, very soon. For Silicon Steve Valley and... The Vic. Peace.